Raven's Veil is a dark fantasy horror anthology podcast that may contain explicit language and thematic elements not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Raven's Veil, a dark fantasy horror anthology podcast set in the shadowy world of the Deep South, a convergent reality situated around what most of humanity has accepted as reality. Obscured from human eyes, Raven's Veil is a mystical sanctuary intended to preserve the existence of its immortal inhabitants. The Macquarie, commonly referred to as witches, have been hunted since before written history. The witches of the Highlands fled persecution to a new land that would come to be known as Appalachia. In these parts, you should always be leery of the things that scare witches. The veil is thin tonight, family. Let's see what darkness lies beyond. Well, hey there, family. We've been so busy that it seems like November has just whizzed by. We want to take a few minutes and express our deepest gratitude for all the support and love you guys have shown us over the past year. Let me tell you, we're already looking forward to next year. So if you remember, we left Miss Sybil and Aunt Ruby B having a conversation about how Sybil wound up in this mess. I think it's about time for us to get back to the story and see what happens next. Aunt Ruby B looked at Sybil with tears in her eyes and said, Sybil, we have to do something that's not going to be very pleasant. I wish it didn't have to be like this, child, but I reckon we don't really have a choice. Sybil looked up from the apple stack cake she had been playing with on her plate. She was far more tired than she had ever been in her life. Her head was pounding and every bone in her body ached. Unsure and fearful, Sybil said, What do you mean? I don't think I can take much more. As tears welled up in her eyes. I know, Sybil, but this can't be helped, sweetheart. I I promise I'll be with you every step of the way, protecting you, helping you understand as best I can. Trust me, I wouldn't let nothing or nobody hurt you under any circumstances. If I could, baby, I'd take this mess away. And you wouldn't suffer any of this. But none of us have that kind of power. I'd lay down my life for you, but that damn demon would just come after you any old way. Sybil saw that her Aunt Ruby B was having a hard time with whatever she was talking about and bravely said, Aunt Ruby B, you know I trust you. I'm just scared is all. I don't know what's going on, but if we gotta do it, we gotta do it. They both began sobbing, and Aunt Ruby B grabbed Sybil up in a big old bear hug. Well, hey there, family. It's me, Jared Bolden Greer, executive producer for Ravensvale. We wanted to take a minute and tell you about the change that we are making to the podcast. Now, don't worry. We aren't changing anything about the Ravensvale storyline. Nope. As you've probably noticed, we've begun expanding the Ravensvale Cauldron into a weekly show. 
In each episode of the new and improved Ravensville Cauldron, Ed will have free-flowing conversations about horror, life, culture, and personal growth. Expect to hear from storytellers, authors, horror experts, life gurus, thought leaders, and influencers. The Cauldron is a place where concoctions of a lot of ideas are brewed down to potions that are sometimes important and useful, sometimes eccentric and bizarre, but always just what you need. So check out the new Cauldron and let us know what you think. Hey there, family. It's Kristen Newby, the voice of Sybil. We wanted to tell you about a very special company we came across back in October at Tennessee Haunts and Legends Expo in Nashville, Tennessee, called Memory Alchemist. We've had such a good time getting to know the good folks over at Memory Alchemist. Memory Alchemist is an enchanting company that creates unique, small-batch, hand-poured candles, wax melts, and room sprays. Say goodbye to candles that cause allergies or fill your space with unwanted pollutants. Memory Alchemist candles are crafted with the utmost care using high-end coconut and apricot wax blends. Breathe in the captivating scents without worrying about respiratory issues. But we're not just talking about the fragrance. Memory Alchemist candles are adorned with exquisite graphics that perfectly match each scent, telling a unique story. It's a delightful blend of scent, sight, and imagination. Light up your world with Memory Alchemist. Discover the art of scent and storytelling. The scent of imagination. You can visit the Memory Alchemist website at www.memoryalchemist.com and tell them Ravensvale sent you. After a few minutes, Aunt Ruby B pulled away from Sybil, wiping her eyes with the palms of her hands. She straightened her back, brushed back a lock of auburn hair out of her face, and whispered, Vinyo. And her wand appeared in her hand. She stepped towards the dark water in the center of the room, and with a dramatic gesture, she uttered loudly, Vocary. The room was silent, and then, without warning, A tall, lanky man glinted into the room as if out of nowhere. He was dressed in a long black robe and had a troubled look on his face. His eyes sorrowfully landed on Sybil and then quickly moved to Aunt Ruby B. Ruby B, are you absolutely positive it's time? He asked. Aunt Ruby B slightly nodded her head and said, Yes, Quentin, there's no doubt. The man, Quentin, raised his wand and said, Vokare. Within seconds, two beautiful women glinted into the room, just like Mr. Quentin had done. The first was exceptionally thin and well put together. Her chestnut brown hair, highlighted with natural streaks of copper, was pulled back into a neat bun. Her brown eyes sparkled and shimmered with specks of gold and yellow. Her long, forest green dress tightly hugged her upper body. She gracefully walked into the room just as the second woman appeared to her left. The second woman looked older, more unkempt. Her jet black hair was streaked with gray and piled messily on top of her head. She had wisps of hair dangling in every direction. Her willowy frame was draped in a long dark gray dress that looked like it had seen better days 
and she had a well-worn bib apron tied around her neck and waist. Her eyes were pale blue and heavy with wisdom. As disheveled as she appeared at first glance, she had a graceful and dignified demeanor. Without a word, both women walked to the opposite end of the water. Sybil noticed then that the water was contained in a dark stone structure shaped like an upside-down triangle. There was another triangle embedded into the floor that intersected with the water. Aunt Ruby B gently guided Sybil to stand at the point of the upside-down triangle. The man, Quentin, went to stand on Sybil's left at the point of the inverted triangle. Aunt Ruby B gave Sybil another hug and said, Be brave, sugar, before going to stand on Sybil's right side. When everybody was in place, they all turned to face the center of the pool of water and in one voice uttered, We'll carry. There was a momentary shimmer that seemed to come from the center of the water. Then, something shifted. Sybil couldn't quite put her finger on it. It was subtle. It was so subtle that Sybil thought it might be her imagination. As if a fog was clearing, the most beautiful person Sybil had ever seen dissolved into existence before them, standing in the middle of the water. Well, they weren't standing as much as they were floating just a couple inches above the water. Sybil couldn't tell if the person was a man or a woman. They were dressed in soft white robes that loosely covered their body. There seemed to be an almost haze around everyone now, and Sybil felt something tingling all around her, like a tiny electric current. The room seemed muffled, but she could hear everything perfectly clear. Everyone looked at the beautiful person standing in the center of the room and bowed their heads in a show of reverence and respect. Aunt Ruby B leaned towards Sybil and whispered, You okay, child? Sybil's voice was weak and gravelly as she responded, I'm okay, I think. What's happening? Who are these people? Stay calm, child. We've crossed into the penumbra. Aunt Ruby B explained, It's a miraculous space between the realm of our reality and the void. Only Macquarie have the power to come to this realm. We're safe here for a little while, but we can't stay here long. I'll explain it all when we get back. It took what seemed like forever for Sybil to get used to the weird sensations she was feeling. Her mind was a million miles away as the haze around her cleared. A fuzziness she hadn't noticed seemed to melt away, and it became clear that the dark room where she had been was still there. But she was just somehow on top of it or inside it, She didn't know how to describe it. She thought, It feels somehow like the room is here and not here at the same time. And we are here and somewhere else. It just feels so strange. Aunt Ruby B cleared her throat, bringing back Sybil's focus. In a low whisper, Aunt Ruby B said, That there is Nadira, our sentinel and guardian. Nadira is ancient. Their lives began in the Mycenaean civilization, in ancient Greece, on the Isle of Crete. They are the oldest among us. They have magnificent powers, child. They now live here in the penumbra, 
with their personal retinue. Nadira is like you, Sybil. They can channel all four of the ascensions. Sybil stared at Nadira intently, afraid to look away, afraid she might miss something important. She knew whatever was happening was terribly important, but she didn't understand one dang bit of it. Ain't Ruby B? Why do you keep saying they? Is there more than one? Sybil questioned. No, there's just one, honey. It's a complicated story. I'll tell you about it all when we are done here. Aunt Ruby B promised. A silence fell over the echoey room as Nadira raised her head from what looked like some kind of prayer and said, It is time. Everyone looked intently at Nadira. Their bodies were at attention and tense with their feet together, their hands at their side with their palms facing forward. A gentle pulse of brilliant white light and a low resonating sound emanated from Nadira's body, reaching out and connecting with each of the Macquarie in the room. In turn, each person produced their own gentle pulse of light and sound that returned back to Nadira. Nadira looked kindly and lovingly at Sybil and smiled, inclining their head in respect. Nadira's hands began to move about as if they were writing or painting something in the air. This went on for several minutes as life seemed to be sucked out of the room. The atmosphere seemed to be filled with tension like a balloon that was overfilled and ready to pop. Sybil couldn't catch her breath and she began to feel an unpleasant prickling like millions of tiny needles were being pushed through her body. There was another gentle pulse of light and sound sent towards Nadira. Then a voice, like a whisper or an echo, sounded saying, Die, Memoriam. And an intense pulse of hot green light was pushed towards Sybil. As the green light struck, she fell hard to her knees and her head was thrown back. A stronger pulse of yellow-orange light impacted her and her body felt like it was ablaze with fire. An intense pulse of cold blue light collided with Sybil and her body slumped heavily to the ground. Finally, a powerful pulse of purple light struck Sybil's limp body and her body lurched. Her back arched grotesquely and she cried out in pain. No! As her body collapsed to the cold stone floor, she did not move. She did not make a sound. For a moment, everyone stood frozen. A gentle breeze from nowhere whisked through the room, and without warning, Nadira was gone. The room returned to normal. Sybil lay motionlessly on the floor. Aunt Ruby B rushed to her side and tried to wake her up. She retrieved her wand and began moving it around Sybil's body. Aunt Ruby B stood up and said, It's done. She's going to be okay. Poor child. Quentin, help me to get her to her room. Luna, clear the sanctuary and inform the elders. Beatrice, reinforce the wards and find Palmer now. We're going to need him something awful. The next morning, Sybil lay in bed, head all in a stupor. She had not awakened. She had not moved. The spell had been broken. 
At her bedside sat a handsome older man with dark features. Aunt Ruby B stood on the other side of the bed, fussing over the linens and gently dabbing a cool, wet rag on Sybil's forehead. As Sybil lay unconscious in her magically induced oblivion, she dreamed of her beautiful mama and the demon. Well, family, that's as far as we can get this evening. Wonder what's going to happen when Miss Sybil wakes up. I'm wondering if that's some of her kin sitting with her. If you like what you heard in this episode, make sure you tune in to our next episode and see what's happening next with Miss Sybil. Now, family, you adults have a few chores to do. If you haven't already, go on over to ravensvale.com and see about doing your chores on social media. Follow us on all the social media platforms that we've made available just for you guys. And tell your friends about us, won't you? So until next time, family, see you soon. Well, hello there, family. From all of the Ravensville crew, Merry Christmas! Ravensville is a production of Small Raven Media. Today's story was written and narrated by Ed Bolden Greer. The voice of Sybil Atworth was performed by Kristen Newby. The voice of Aunt Ruby B. Atworth was performed by Lena Perkins. The voice of Quentin Lennox was performed by Jared Bolden Greer. The vocal effects for Nadira were performed by Lena Perkins, Jared Bolden Greer, Kristen Newby, and Ed Bolden Greer. Audio engineering and sound design by Nick Devan at Nikki D Sound. Copyrighted 2023, Small Raven Media. All rights reserved. <laughs>